Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Winter culture. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of New Winter Cults and Culture. And today I'm going to be just chatting through Gears 5. Um, I've actually been calling it Gears of War 5 because I'm an idiot. Um, but apparently it's actually called Gears 5. And uh, yeah, it's the new game that's uh, by been developed by the coalition and it's been published by xbox game studios directed by rod ferguson and it takes place um kind of straight after gears of war 4 and yeah it's got the same character in that so if you remember it's got uh, phoenix's son and it's also got a lady called kate diaz i believe it's kate and uh yeah she was kind of more if a B character in Gears 4 or, you know, well, she wasn't a B character, but like the main character was kind of Phoenix's son and well, Phoenix himself, cause he was in it. Um, and she was like one of the team uh, this one instead puts her front and center and it's pretty good. Um, it's probably the most interesting Gears of War I've played for a while. And I did like, I've liked all of them, but I've never thought that they were that, amazing um but the main gist of the whole thing is that kate and i'm sure it's kate but if i'm saying it wrong then you know tough um (laughs) she has to basically um find out what happened to her mother who you know during the course of the game and spoilers during the course of the game you find out that she's basically descended from some locust experiment thing it's kind of happened, which we'll get onto a bit later. It starts off um, from the previous game, and it's a JD, uh, James Dominic Phoenix, who uh, was the main kind of guy in Gears 4. They're in the COG army, the, the team from Gears 4, essentially. And Kate is now a corporal, and they are called the Delta Squad. Baird, if you remember Baird, um, is that, I think I'm sure how you pronounce it, who's been in the, all the original ones, he's basically said that, um, and this is kind of the, the gist of the the big arc of what's kind of going on, that's the non-personal story, which is um, they're trying to get Hammer of Dawn online. If you remember the Hammer of Dawn uh, gun, it's essentially a satellite, a very powerful satellite beam that's sent from space, and you kind of aim it with this tiny, with this tiny little gun, and you press and hold uh, the trigger, and it just like zips into space, and it's a very 
good way of kind of getting rid of a lot of enemies or some kind of the tougher enemies. So they want to get um, the Hammer of Dawn back online and they basically launch a satellite um, to try and get it working and no one's sure if they should be using the Hammer of Dawn or not. There's this little political thing between the new leader of COG and now, you know, they're not sure if they should be even getting Hammer of Dawn online and that never really plays out. But um, yeah, it's it's really strange. So they go back to um, the new COG capital, new Ephira. I'm getting all these names wrong. And yeah, and they're like, oh, we can't find the other satellites. First Minister, Jin, is like, no, you can't restore the network. We don't, we don't want to do that. And, you know, Anya Stroud, who was um, Marcus Phoenix's wife or whatever, was like, she didn't want this. And Marcus Phoenix is like, screw you, bitch, I do what I want. And like, you know, we're not supposed to get the Hammer of Dawn online. It could be used for bad as well as good, which I suppose is quite a nice commentary about nuclear weapons, maybe. And there doesn't seem to be as much of a fallout from this because it's very direct. <laughs> This, this laser, it's very, very specific. So anyway, they find out um, around that time they're having this argument, the swarm is attacking some kind of settlement. And uh, yeah, so they send JD and all this lot to go and get, um, to evacuate the people there. So you're kind of playing all this and you're going around and you're shooting stuff and whatever. And um, yeah, there's uh, a few, you meet some of the other minor characters that kind of come up um, during the course um, of the story. Fars is kind of introduced as a bit of a dickhead, got a British accent, um, thinks he's tough. And actually, he's got one of the more interesting arcs of the story, but, you know, we'll come on to that a bit later. So, yeah, they find out that um, they the guys were kind of deployed there before, and basically it started this kind of riot, and a load of civilians were shot. And, yeah, Fars was part of that. And yeah, JD kind of like disappeared or whatever. And you find out that basically JD, so Marcus Phoenix's kid, gave the order to kind of open fire on the civilians. And they're like, what? How can you do that? And he's like, you know, oh, it was it was crazy or whatever. It was crazy at the time. We didn't know what we were doing and there were bombs going off or something. And so you just shot at unarmed civilians. So anyway, that's kind of like... I felt like that was, I mean, it's kind of played as a big deal, but I was like, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> like JD, who was the hero of the last game, is basically out and out slaughtered um, a bunch of innocent civilians in some kind of unrest. Um, you know, immediately you're like, oh shit, because, you know, he's the hero essentially of the, of the last one. So, Anyway, they, um, they're trying to like evacuate all the people and all this stuff and you're kind of going through and shooting stuff as always. And JD says to bed, oh, because they've, they've got one of the satellites up or whatever. He's like, oh, just shoot the Hammer of Dawn. And they're like, no way, it's not accurate. You know, and he's like, okay, yeah, just do it. We need to get rid of the swarm. It's, you know, it's going to kill everyone or whatever. So um, it works, basically. And he's like, yeah, it's working. And then as he runs away, he's like, oh, no, oh, no, he's coming to get me. Um and yeah, it starts just going, the Hammer of Dawn just starts going crazy. So he, JD kind of gets a bit um, uh, messed up by it, let's say. And yeah, and uh, one of the, I believe like one of the team dies or something and all this stuff. And he was just like being, his cockiness and 
yeah, the way he was just willing to take these risks, which normally in games like that, it's a little bit like, you know, oh, just, you know, you don't really, you think it's going to pay off. Like, yeah, yeah, just start shooting. You think, yeah, who cares? It's like, you know, what's going to happen? All these things kind of work out in these games. And the fact that it basically doesn't work out, um, I thought was quite good. <laughs> the fact that in a very short space of time, the hero from the previous game has become fucking like a, a mass murderer to a degree and also just taken a super risky move and loads of people have, have died because of it. So, yeah, and he was trying to help and save and whatever and all this stuff, but I thought, you know, that's quite an interesting, interesting plot. So anyway, it cuts by this point and we're with Kate and um, Del. So, yeah, Del is a bit... Um, He's obsessed with, like, Jack, which I'll go into. Um, I think it's Jack, who's, like, their little robot mate. And, yeah, Dale's a bit, like, of a tech guy. Obviously, he's still, like, massive, like all the Gears of War people are. Um, but it's him and Kate, and they basically go to this, like, village, um, yeah, after this four-month gap, and they're, they're talking about JD and how, like, this whole thing kind of messed him up a little bit. And basically, they're kind of going around asking people to join um, the COG, uh, like recruitment basically and this village um is run by kate's uncle oscar and anyway he's like i don't want to join the cog fuck you guys or whatever you're, you're not supposed to be cog anyway or whatever and everyone keeps she's like look i know but i join cog and it's fine whatever um and then obviously the village gets attacked by the swarm and yeah and this is where things get weird so whilst this is happening kate is uh, captured by a snatcher thing and then she starts getting these weird, like, visions, these headaches. And then she starts controlling um, some of the swarm guys. Now, what's weird is that, obviously, you're controlling her, and so now you're controlling the enemy. So you can turn around and, like, shoot um, anyone, basically. You can shoot the, the enemy still as the enemy. And, yeah, um, you find out, basically, that um, you're kind of controlling it, and you kill Oscar, um, who's her uncle. And she's like, nah. So she's like, did I kill him? You know, because I was kind of taking control. Or was it the enemy? And he's like, no. Nah. Um, anyway, they try and get evacuate the village. Cog turns up. JD's there now, who's like shaved his head and he's all a bit more like depressed. <laughs> he's a bit more world weary. He's not the kind of like cocky, you know, quick snapping guy, you know, that, that all these heroes are these days, trying to be like Nathan Fillion or whatever. Um, he's now like completely weathered by life, it seems like. So yeah, uh, Marcus turns up and they have like a little chit chat and she's like, I need to find out something's going on with me and I need to find it out. So Marcus is like, Hey, go to this like lab. You'll probably find some answers there. And JD's like, you can't go. Follow my orders. She's like, fuck you. So her and Del go off, um, to go and search for the answers for why she's getting these, um, visions and these headaches and stuff. Yeah, and then you come into um, contact with someone called Niall Sampson, who I believe we've seen in the previous games. Um, and I might be wrong, but yeah, like Marcus keeps talking about how he's been there before. For the life of me, I can't remember where. I mean, bear in mind, I've I played each Gears of War as basically as soon as it came out, the year it was released, and I've never gone back to redo it. So we're talking about quite a long, quite a long time, like over a decade. Um, of Gears of War games. So if they've been there before, great, but I have literally no idea when that would be. So they're kind of going through this lab and they see that, um, 
yeah, there's been all these experimentations and some of them, well, they've all looked by the looks of it, been on children basically. So that's really creepy. And there's like a horror element here as well, because some of the swarm are like these little screaming zombie golem like creatures. And there's loads of like cool bits like that where you're like in these dark places and they like come up and try and kill you. But yeah, with that mixed in with like these rooms with like kids' bedrooms and toys and whatever, it's like, it's really creepy and horrible. And the fact that they're like experimenting on them and looking at the different um, results and basically, yeah, they didn't do so good. And there's these like tubes full of like the monsters and stuff who are these weird mixtures of um, races, basically of the swarm and um, this, you know, humans or whatever, I don't know. Um, so yeah, they uh, the locusts, that's it I'm thinking of. So um, yeah, so they continue on to Mount Kadar. And yeah, this is where they find another cog lab. And Niles is now like some weird AI thing. And yeah, there's a bit of context here talking about how, um, talking about giving context to the genetic experiments that were kind of happening, manipulating the DNA of children, of this emulsion, whatever this disease or something was, and creating um, these hybrids. And yeah, so you find out as well that Queen Mira was apparently originally a human who did very well in these tests, clearly. And, yeah, she was immune to this emulsion thing. And then, um, yeah, she could control the locust. So it's like, oh, right, okay, kind of giving a bit of background to her character as well a little bit. Um, And then she gave birth to a daughter who is Raina, and that's uh, Kate's dead mother, who we saw in Gears 4. Um, yeah, which was um, uh, interesting. She got uh, taken and part of the Gears 4 game is trying to, you know, trying to get her back or whatever. So, yeah, by the sounds of it, uh, Raina, so Kate's mum, who was when she, she was taken basically out of the lab and then Queen Mira uh, led the locust to rebel against the scientist and gain uh, their independence. So... Kate is basically told that she's the next queen. <laughs> and that's why she kind of has this control and stuff. And yeah, but they're like, and the computer guy's like, hey, this could be really great. She's like, I don't want it. <laughs> like, I don't want any of this. Like, I don't even know if I can trust myself. Um, so she wants to be completely like separated. She doesn't want to be a queen or anything like that. So Niles is like, okay, yeah, I can, you know, fix that for you. And puts her in this weird like... um brain scan thing and uh yeah it's connected to a massive creature called the matriarch um which i was still a little bit like i didn't really understand who that was maybe someone can explain that um but i was like is that some you know is it like the great grandmother or something like that like who kind of is this so anyway they're able to kind of um uh you know you you kind of get Niles goes AWOL basically. He's like, I'm out of here. Like he's fucked something up or he's trying to do something else. And, uh, they get Kate out of the machine and she's like, Oh, we need to get Niles. This who's now like a walking computer thing, I should say. So they go and chase him and basically they fight a load of stuff and they fight, uh, the matriarch and kill it in this boss battle, um, which is actually pretty good. I thought, which I'll talk about. And yeah, Kate is now like severed from the hive mind. Um, but yeah, w- weirdly during this whole like vision thing, she sees Raina, her mum, 
And she's still like alive, basically, in this hive mind, but she's like gone fucking mad or whatever. She's evil. So. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. You, I imagine that what it was supposed to be is that Niles has, through Kate, revived Raina or whatever. So the, the queen is back <laughs> as, through Raina, um, Kane, uh, Kane's mum, Kate's mum. So, yeah, so you kill um, the matriarch and you've severed this tie. So that you, I think the headaches stop from, now, um, from this point. That's what uh, Kate says anyway. So now they're like, oh, okay, Raina's now the queen. That's bad news because now they've got a leader. It means, uh, you know, they've got someone to follow and they can mobilize and, you know, oh, God. So we need to get the Hammer of Dawn back online properly. So they go back and they kind of talk about it. And then they go to where this, uh, they go to this planet where, it's, what was it, the Union of Independent Republic, I think is what it was. So these guys basically that were in this um uh, on this planet and they've had like some kind of secret space program and you meet Garen who's Garen Paddock I think his name is who now leads this very small group of soldiers that still live on this planet you basically find out that they have like a rocket with loads of Hammer of Dawn satellites that was kept secret and so you kind of need to get this online so you run around and you this is kind of part of the open worldness of it where you do these little missions, but essentially you're trying to get this rocket into space. <laughs> so slowly but surely, um, you do all the little bits you need to do and um, you get uh, the rocket up and it gets set off. And whilst this is happening, you're having like a boss fight with something that's kind of, you know, like some big worm thing from Dune or something, um, or Tremors, <laughs> like on a bigger scale. And, uh, yeah, and you've got this countdown with the rocket about to go up. So all that's pretty cool. Um, and you find out, like, this big worm thing is basically being controlled by Raina. And, um, yeah, and now the swarm have got a bit more organised. They've got, like, proper weapons and armour. 
Um, so they're like, okay, fuck, like these guys are getting their shit under control. So we need to kind of hurry this up. So yeah, so they get um, uh, the satellites up. So now they've got control of the Hammer of Dawn. And yeah, they were able to now uh, get away basically um, back to the uh, ship and fly off. I mean, obviously there's a little bit more to it. Like, you know, you go to the base to give whatever um, to uh, bed and then they get attacked and whatever, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all these little bits. But essentially you fly off and away and now you've got the hammer on dawn is the satellites are up, all ready to go. So they get to New Ephra, whatever it's called, and they're like, right, okay, cool. Hammer Dawn is ready to go. This is going to be great. So, um, yeah, then there's like an attempt to arrest Kate and they're seeing, you know, oh, can we connect her to the hive mind to control the swarm? But then she's like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I'm me or whatever. Go fuck you. But anyway, again, interrupted <laughs> by the fact that the swarm has now attacked New Ephra. So they're like, okay, we've got to go and sort this out. So um, they set up, they go to set up these beacons, basically, that help uh, target the Hammer of Dawn stuff. And, yeah, you find out that this Kraken thing has destroyed them. You see this, like, cool spectacles of this worm thing kind of taking down all these transmitters or whatever. Yeah, and so you're kind of trying to go around and put up um, some more beacons, basically, essentially. And... While she's doing that, Raina comes back as the Swarm's queen and, you know, she basically holds up JD and Del. So Del is the, the guy that you've been kind of going around with this whole time and JD's obviously the, uh, Marcus Phoenix's son. And she's like, choose one of them. And I was thinking, oh, whatever. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, and this is where I'm interested in what other people thought, because I chose to save Del because I was like, man, Del's been like cool. He's like backed me up the whole way I've got it I'm not just gonna let him down JD yeah did help in the end or whatever but you know he's a bit of a dick <laughs> at the same time Dell has literally done nothing wrong he's like nice guy through and through so I saved Dell, thinking oh something happened if JD dies like she literally breaks his neck so I imagine that happens the other way around as well and I was like oh fuck and literally first thing I thought when he died was like Marcus Phoenix is gonna be pissed um I hope he doesn't know that I chose <laughs> chose Dell. So yeah, that was a bit like, oh shit. So then, you know, they're taking on uh, the Kraken thing and there's a, a big fight again with this boss. Um, fine. And the Jack robot thing, I believe, goes and sacrifices itself or whatever, becomes the beacon for the Hammer of Dawn and goes into the Kraken and Hammer of Dawn fires and fine, uh, dead. So... That's basically the end of the game. And Marcus is like, oh, she'll be back. She'll be back. But let's go kill her. Let's go kill Rona. So it kind of weirdly felt a little bit like filler in terms of the story because I was like, it, it didn't really reach a real climax. It kind of came off of one story and is definitely obviously leading to another. But at the same time, I quite enjoyed the little... Um, you know, like when I think about Empire Strikes Back, it's come off the back of one story and it's kind of setting up another and it's quite dark. It felt a little bit like that in terms of... It It was still big on scale, but it still felt, you know, relatively relatively small. Um, I have to say, I know there are... There was like an escape mode and obviously the, um, the horde mode, which people go crazy for. 
I didn't really touch any of that. Um, I mean, I got this on Game Pass and I was like, I just want to do the story. I've only ever really done the story. I did some of the Horde mode on three and I enjoyed it and I played that a lot, but I did that to death. So I was like, I don't really do that anymore. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty good. So the upgrade system, you upgrade Jack, who basically helps you out and he's got different modes he can use. So there's an added like mechanic, level of mechanics there, which is I thought was quite interesting. And I kind of, you know... You pick up these little upgrade things along the way and um, he can do things like he's shock and stun. He can make you invisible. He can make you um, invincible for a while. So there's all these little like cool little bits. And I enjoyed that. It made, it kind of switched up the gameplay a little bit whilst I was playing because it's very much like I'm shooting, I'm shooting, I'm shooting, you know, grenade, cover, whatever. But with Jack, I've been able to employ him. It was able to like, you know, mix it up a little bit and I could do something that's a bit more different and interesting than from the previous games because I don't remember being able to do that before, um, but I might be wrong. Enemy-wise and gameplay-wise, it's pretty much the same. Uh, it, it does feel quite smooth. I sometimes get a bit funny about, you know, when you're pressing A to jump out of cover or swap round or run or whatever, jump, uh, yeah, like run across to another one, whatever. Yeah, sometimes just using that A button just gets a bit mixed up. <laughs> Like I'll jump out or go to a cover where I'm like, I don't want to do that. Um, but I've had that with all the games. That's probably just because I'm shit. Um, so yeah, that was uh, still pretty smooth. It didn't really feel that epic. It looked good as well. Sound was really good. Um, the open world of it is that you kind of are like on a snowboard with a parachute <laughs> whilst he's driving some kind of car. And it's basically two bits and there's one which is the ice and there's one which is the deserts, two opposites. And you can do these, you find these little spots um, and you can go in and you do essentially, like, it might be like a little mini boss mission where it might just be some enemies and you collect something and then you can put those together. If you do them all in that area, you've got something to um, help you with Jack or you get some kind of upgrade or something like that. So they're worth doing and they're pretty short as well. Um, but it's not proper open. So when people are like, open world, it's like, it's not really open world. It's kind of like, I think I said this before in the mini-sode, um, it's like Uncharted Lost Legacy, where it was kind of open, but it wasn't really. And you didn't have to do any of it, and you don't have to do any of these. But if you like the shoot, I think I did them all. So if you like the shooting, which I do, they're relatively quick. Um, and yeah, but you can definitely just keep to the main campaign and you're fine. And I wouldn't worry too much about the upgrades because you're just really upgrading Jack. And like, you know, I did use him a lot, but I was like, I'm not that bothered. Like you can just stand there and shoot and it's cool to have, but um, you kind of get the basics of everything. He he just makes his powers more uh, powerful. Things last longer or they're a bit more um, powerful or whatever. It's not that big a deal, I would say. Story-wise, I did really like it. Character-wise, I liked it. So Fars... Like, is this dick to begin with? And by the end, you quite like him because he seems to be aware that he's a dick. He's kind of calmed it down a little bit. JD's one's weird because he's so, like, background and then all of a sudden you're supposed to care for him at the end. It's like, yeah, but I don't really bother. I don't even remember for that much. But, you know, it was okay. Uh, the boss battles were pretty good. Essentially, it's an element of dodging. Um, the one thing I really hated was there's basically these robots that are kind of kamikaze. They kind of come at you and they batter you and then they blow up. And they just seem to be real, like, ammo sponges, um, unless you've got, like, a shock thing. Um, and, yeah, I just hated them. Uh, the little kind of golem creatures, as I said before, were pretty cool, a bit of horror. And then you've obviously got your normal enemies. And then you've got um, B, 
bigger ones, which have their own like mini health bar above their heads. You've got different versions of that. Um, there was a guy who has like two clubs who kind of chases you around and smashes you up. And he's really hard to kind of get away from, but he's pretty cool. And there's there's an annoying one which shoots these kind of grenades that travel down and you can kind of, because you obviously get the gun and you control when they blow up. Those were so fucking annoying because they kill me in one shot. Sometimes I'm like, I go by sound, like, because I can't see them or whatever, or I'm just diving away all the time. And normally if one, one of those turns up, I it's a, basically focus all my attention on that person because I'm just like, they really, really fuck me off. And they kill me all the time. And I should say, like, when you die, it's like a thing of tapping A and you come and your guy will pick you up and help you. And Jack can also help you. Or you can use your invincibility thing, which will just automatically get you up. So those things are pretty cool. I would say that had I played co-op, I would have probably liked it a lot better, like, with all these. Um, but I did really enjoy it. I did think it was good. The boss battles were a bit, eh. Like, the big kind of Kraken thing or whatever it was um, was okay. But essentially, you're just shooting things that come out of its mouth. And that's it. And it wasn't really that, you know, interesting, really. It was kind of okay. But the story just felt a lot better. And I think they could have explored it a bit more with the fact that she felt guilty about maybe she murdered her uncle. That, you know, she's kind of dealing with that for a bit. That kind of goes away. The political side of it, do you, don't you use Hammer of Dawn? It's a question. It's not really answered throughout the game. You know, if anything, it's just like, yeah, you should fucking use it. But it kind of begins with like, you shouldn't use it because JD almost killed everyone. At the end, it's like, well, it really helped us. So it's like, okay, like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> maybe you're not trying to say anything. But um, yeah, I thought that maybe they could have gone down, it could have been discussed a bit more because it was always just a bit like, oh, we have to go somewhere and fight something else now. Sorry, this conversation, we have to wait. And it never gets picked up again either way. Yeah, so that was kind of it. The environments were cool. It looked cool. The places were cool. Um, some of the little mini stories, so like, you know, doing the little mini missions and picking up um, some of the bump on the way that you can read, I quite liked. I thought it was pretty cool just to add a bit more depth and colour to that world. I don't generally read them um, in games, but I did read a few in this one, and I was like, yeah, quite like it. Um, the little stories, like how, like, one person is, you're reading, you know, someone's dead in there or whatever, and you're reading about how they're like, oh, you know, can you go and find this person at that place and you go there and they've turned into a monster or something and things like that. So these little kind of narratives that you could easily miss out on, that you, you know, you wouldn't be privy to, um, I found quite interesting. And yeah, all the stuff about experimenting on children uh, was was pretty, you know, scary, um, but cool at the same time. And that's kind of it. Uh, I thought that Kate was pretty good as a character um, and it was fun to play. I, it was 11 hours um, for me, I think it was in the end, um, playing the campaign mission. Uh, bear in mind, I'm pretty sure I did all the side stuff, like obviously not all the collectibles, but all the kind of little mini side missions I think I did. So it didn't really feel that long a game, which is kind of fine these days for me. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was a nice little game <laughs> uh, to play for a bit. It did well. Uh, yeah, I think IGN gave it like a nine out of 10. Um, a lot of high scores, uh, I think, you know, I think it got, and yeah, apparently sales wise, it did well. Um, I read somewhere, yeah, that it's, uh, Microsoft's most successful first party launch since Halo 4. It was obviously on the game pass and pulled a lot of people into that, including me. And, um, yeah, I think here in the UK though, 
uh, what is this? It's less than its predecessor. Um, yeah, so Gears of War 4, I think, did a lot better here um, than Gears 5, but still, it's done really well. So that was just a kind of a little bit about Gears 5. Um, I recommend uh, playing it if you have a chance. I also recommend recommend getting it if you've got Game Pass because this is why you've got a Game Pass because you get this first-party stuff for, well, not free, obviously it's included on it. Yeah, if you like the Gears games, get it. If you're not that bothered, it's a good third-person shooter. And that's kind of it. I, wouldn't, I don't like giving it a review out of 10. I just think it was above meh. It was good. It was good. And if you like all the other modes on it, um, then I think there's a lot for you to play with in that, which would be pretty cool. So, you know, do check it out. It's one of the better stories out there, campaign-wise. And I'm interested in where it goes. Um, and to be fair, I, I find Kate much more interesting than Marcus and JD. So there's that. All right, so thanks for listening, guys. As always, you can uh, contact us on a new winter uh, podcast, <laughs> gmail.com. Um, you can tweet us at a new winter. And yeah, as always, keep listening, guys, and keep up the gaming. See ya. Culture. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.